Well, shall we start with a prayer? This may be familiar. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings may be ordered by thy governance to do always that is righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And Lord, please, as we consider your word today, reveal your word to each of us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh. Well, I've got a visual aid for you this morning. Uh, I'll just hold it up. I hope that that's the dirty side. Because uh, can you see that? It's a towel. Now, this towel has washed or dried my hands once or twice during the course of this week. But um, washing at least 12 disciples' feet would leave quite a lot of dirt on the towel that Jesus put around him. We're just going to read the passage in a moment. I haven't forgotten. But just the towel to start with. The dirt from the feet transfers to the towel with which Jesus is clothed. That's one way of looking uh, at part of what happens at the cross. Water can cleanse or pollute. It cleansed the disciples' feet, but it polluted that with which Jesus was dressed. Perhaps we must take care what we share. And in verse ooh, 12, when Jesus had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Now, as in Hebrews 12, he's returned to the right hand of God after the resurrection. So the passage is John 13. It was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. The evening meal was being served and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel round his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no with me. Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, a person who has had a bath needs only wash his feet. His whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. 
Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth. No servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Well, we've had the visual aid and we're familiar with washing uh, to cleanse our hands from the virus. Uh, why did Jesus wash his disciples' feet? He didn't seem to follow the ceremonial washing patterns to traditions in Matthew 15. Um, literally, sandaled feet pick up dirt and defilement during the day on the way to the supper room to eat with Jesus. Spiritually, the sins of the day need to be cleansed too as we meet with Jesus. He knows at the start of this last supper who will betray him, to whom, to what, and that he will die on a cross by this time tomorrow, within 24 hours. This is the last available teaching slot. In verse 3, Jesus came from God as God's servant to fulfill the prophetic promises about the suffering servant, Messiah. In Isaiah 42, 43, 49, 52 and 3. In order to die and to rise. The task of which he and his servants, us, are witnesses is that his salvation shall reach the ends of the earth. That's Isaiah 49.10. Jesus is God's servant, obedient to God and to his revealed word. Luke 22 and Philippians 2. He's not our servant to command. In verse 8, Peter tries that. He tries to command Jesus, you shall never wash my feet. He doesn't understand. He just has to believe and to understand later. It comes later and so does his faith. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you have no part in me. That's faith in the living word of God, of his power to cleanse us from sin by his death on a cross and resurrection. And that's the only effective treatment available to put us in Christ, Ephesians 2, and all that that means. Isaiah 53 says, the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And then in verse 9, Peter wants his hands and his head washed as well. Acts of the body directed by the mind in the head. Temptations entertained, selfishness, self-mess, pride. The mind of Christ not yet fully formed in Peter. It's Roman 12 and Philippians 2. But hurrah, you've all been washed clean, except one. You only need to wash your feet. For a Christian, we don't have to begin all over again every time, every day. We just have to deal with the dirt and the sin of the day and keep short accounts with God. 
day by day. Jesus expects us to pray every day. And he said, when you pray, give us this day our daily bread. And in the same phrase, forgive us our sins as we forgive the sins of others against us. As it were, washing their feet if they offend us. Verse 13 and 14, Jesus gives them the example of a slave with his own salve washing their feet, God's servant, but our Lord and Master sending them, sending us. We can't die for somebody else's sin. Well, if we did, it wouldn't do any good. But we can show the love God gives us to give. And we can share his message that his salvation shall reach the ends of the earth. Jesus washed 12 pairs of feet, at least, including his betrayer's feet. He did, but we don't, know who will and who will not respond to the gospel. Better to wash too many feet than too few. Amen. I'm to mention the um, activity. Fran has suggested that today we might do some literal fish, uh, uh, foot washing uh, by cleaning somebody's uh, shoes in your household, or perhaps even if you can do it without social mingling, somebody else's household. Here is a boot which has been some years um, awaiting uh, a polish. Uh, and, oh dear, this is getting a bit tricky, isn't it? Some of us may know people who've been waiting some years for the cleansing hand of God. Amen.